Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. This is episode 10, and we're so excited to bring you my friend Alec. He is awesome. He grew up in the city, and most recently is best known from his um stint on made in chelsea i think he's still a cast member uh please welcome alec hey guys how you doing uh al alphys here at the metzler residence uh yeah i come from a fashion background supplying leather skins to designers and Libra leather there you go and uh i'm now taking a crack at entertainment and reality television moving to london in january great so tell us Let's start from the beginning. Who is Alec Alphys? Where are you from? Oh, am I allowed to say your last name? Yes. Okay, great. Uh-huh. Love that. Um, Alec, where are you from? Uh, I'm a native born and raised New Yorker. Mm. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, I, I turn it on when I'm put on the spot, but I can't help it, so bear totally. with me. And um, you are how old? I'm 29, even though I can't believe it, and I still feel like I'm 15. Love it. And... What's your zodiac sign? I am a Sagittarius, and I, I don't know much about the zodiac signs, but I hear we're natural-born leaders and good-looking and confident and, you know, the it's usual. Actually, I knew you were a Sag before <laughs> I asked you, because I know everyone's sign. I think you're born in December. Um, well, no, I just had my birthday oh, a couple so days ago. Oh, you're born in November. 25th. Oh, okay, great. Awesome. That's like a that's smack on Thanksgiving. Yes, that's right. There you go. All right. Um, Sagittarius are great guys. My dad is one, so we love them. There you so, go. Alec, are you single? Are you dating? Um, I, I, I am single, I guess, by definition, but also dating. You know, you kind of play the field until you hook one you, you're interested in. Totally, totally. And where are you meeting a lot of these girls that you're dating? Well, recently it's been socializing but for the last year working with my father in a nine to five type of environment i won't lie to you the the the, uh, the social media dating apps and all that stuff has been really helpful it's quite nice to uh go out and know you from the get-go that you're attracted to each other and waste no time i would agree and what are some of your favorite apps which apps are you on right now well i'm on bumble and i'm on tinder okay uh, the best is that Raya gave me a hard time. Really? I'm yeah, shocked. I know. I know. I'm shocked. You're a celebrity. I, I don't know what the hell was going on over there. That's really fucked up. <laughs> That's really fucked up. Um, so, so let's talk about um, some deal breakers. 
You've gone on dates from Tinder and um, from Bumble, you said? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, which are the better dates? Or is it kind of a mixed bag? I think it's a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like sometimes it's more Bumble, sometimes it's more Tinder, but it really goes back and forth. The Bumble one is is, is quite interesting only because it, it, I feel like it makes girls feel more safe and secure because it's up to them to message first. It's kind of balls in their court. Love that. So empowering. Well, as a women's uh, studies minor, you know, that oh, wow. sort of thing is my bag baby. I can't believe you were hiding that from us. <laughs> Let's talk about your worst date from a dating app. Is that, like, have you ever been, like, catfished oh, yeah. or just like, oh, my God? Well, the catfishing is one thing, and then you just sit through it. But I think the worst date I was on was I told this girl to meet me outside La Esquina um, at 8. Mm-hmm. And um, I said something like... La Esquina for eight is what I said. Uh-huh. And she shows up and she people. She shows up wearing shorts and <gasps> flip flops and a and a tank top and you know, I'm looking nice. I dressed up for the date. Yeah. And she goes, I say, Hi, nice to meet you. She said, Where is everybody? I said, Well, what are you talking about? I said, La Esquina for eight. And I and she said, oh, I thought you meant for eight people. I said, well, let me ask you a question there, Moisha. How did you show up at eight o'clock then if you thought it was for eight people? And I kind of got her in a little bit of a twisty lie. But anyways, we went downstairs at La Esquina and continued on with the date. And basically, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about things that interest me. And I, I say, so what type of things inspire you? And instead of answering normally, she says something along the lines, well, why do I have to have something that inspires me? Like, is that something that I need to have? Well, she went on and on and on. And at the well, end no, of the... I, I have to interject for one second. Mm. What did, what's the perfect answer to that question? Well, I don't think there is a perfect answer. I think the perfect answer really is just to be honest and, you know, uh, truthful with what you say. I mean, it's nice to see that someone's passionate about anything. It doesn't mean it has to be a specific thing. It's more me trying to figure out if she's got any confidence and any, uh, you know, passion behind anything. Yeah. Okay, so continue. So you asked her and she said, why do I have to have a passion? So I I said, okay, sorry, we'll drop it. And then, you know, the check comes along and she goes, let's split it, which was nice. I said, well, at least let me feel like a man, for God's sakes. At least let me feel like we're on a date and let me pay for it. So I pay for it. And then we go upstairs and, you know, I, I played a little bit of a joke. It was like, so, uh, you want to come back? No, I'm just joking. I'll see you later. It was like so clearly a failed date that I had, I'm I, dead. I had to do something yeah, to make no, it funny. Hilarious. And then that was that's it. Hilarious. It was completely ridiculous. Did she laugh at least at your... No, not at all. <laughs> she, she turned around and walked away. And you never spoke again? Yeah, never $200 later, piece of shit. Anyway. Terrible. Uh, terrible. Terrible. <laughs> have you... Have you ever cheated or been cheated on? And do you believe in like the phrase "once a cheater, always a cheater"? I have been cheated on a couple times. There's nothing worse than getting cheated on, mm-hmm. and I have cheated once under uh, the circumstances of a long-distance relationship that was spanning over six months, which was very difficult. But nothing justifies cheating, and it sucks to be cheated on kills you. Um, but I certainly do think that everybody is capable of change and, and evolving. And it, if that's true, then I think that people are definitely capable of learning from their mistakes and not always being a cheat. I agree with you. And what's your religion? What do you identify with? 
I don't identify with the organized religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess you call it agnostic, but I, I believe in something more powerful, but I don't really like putting a name on it because I feel like the moment you put a name on it, conflict comes. Mm-hmm. So are you looking to marry someone who's also agnostic? I, I, I couldn't care less about faith when it comes to dating someone. I, I think it's probably more difficult for me to date someone that would be like very Christian and religious, you know, Bible type, only because I think it's all so stupid in general. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't have any sort of, what's the, no, I, I don't even think about religion or beliefs when it comes to dating somebody. Yeah. So we said that you were, I don't know if we said this yet, but you're moving to London soon. And, but you've been in New York for a little bit, obviously. Where, where do you like to go out and like organically try to meet people? Oh, God, that's a tough question. I really find it difficult, you know, I, you know, I go to all these different, you know, like the Blonde and Acme and all these places of loungy club vibes. And it's, I find it impossible. I mean, I go up to girls at a bar and I, I feel like such a dork. And it's like almost immediately shut down because I guess they're hit on all the time. And it's too loud but to like, even have a conversation. What, is, what does the girl do to make you feel like a dork? It's, it's, it's as if she's, this has happened to her maybe 10 times in the last five minutes and she wants nothing to do with, any, with being approached at all. And, you know, even if you manage to get past that first window, you, you can't hear what they're saying. So I, <laughs> I find myself always being like, what? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. In Texas, we were saying that people get married earlier, you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a whole philosophy down there, you know, uh, <laughs> you better hitch them quick before you get old and wrinkly, get her done. <laughs> Every part of Texas? Even Austin? Austin? I don't know much about Texas as a New Yorker, but I, I feel like they all got similar values. Is this your jewel? It is my jewel. This is the coolest jewel. So for anyone who doesn't know, a jewel is like a little, it's better than a cigarette. It's like this little device everyone has. And Alex Jewel is decorated so uniquely. That's South Park. Did you do this yourself? No, it's actually a sticker I paid $5 for. Wow. (laughs) The best $5 you ever spent. Yep. If you'd like, I could get you one. Oh, so actually Mm -hmm. that's really relevant right now. Um, Would you care if, the person you were dating jeweled also. You mean if I, knowing that I jewel, would I care if the person I was dating jeweled as well? Yes. Well, that would be very hypocritical, don't you think, Lindsay? <laughs> I sure do. I sure do think so. Mm. Yes. I think you have to lead by example. You can't expect something from someone else that you're not prepared to do yourself. So what is something that somebody would do that is a no-no for you? You're like, oof, no. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I think a little high- coke, a little ecstasy, ketamine. Any oh, of that you, uh, you is mean a, a substance? Off. Maybe a substance. Maybe it's they have smelly feet. Maybe they have um, stinky butt. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, there, hygiene is very important. Um, I, I, I do. Uh, I would call myself a pleaser in the bedroom. So I think one thing that I do hate and is a definite no is a, you know a smelly uh, vagine. <laughs> <laughs> smelly vagines are no no. And yes. do you do like I actually have some guy friends that do like a 
smell tests, like a finger test. Like they'll put their fingers there and then like they'll secretly smell them. Yeah. And then like if it's good, like they'll go down there. I've never heard of that personally, but um, I, I find myself going down there, you know, despite whatever, more <laughs> times than not. So uh, it is what it is. You're a trooper. And what do you do when you go down there and it doesn't smell the way you want it to? You suck it up and bite the bullet. Ooh. Wow. I fortunate, I'm fortunate enough to not have come across someone that was so unbearable that it would be sickening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just talking about a hint of flavor. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how else to phrase it. <laughs> like a hint of lime with like uh, Tostitos? Something like that, you know. Uh-huh. So you're 29. Do mm. you... Are you trying to like lock it down in the next three years, or you're giving yourself like five plus? What, are you on a timeline? Because you're turning thirty next year. I don't have it. Uh, my timeline is not based on my age. It's more so based on my financial security. I think. I think that when I'm wow, that's that's really insightful. Well, oh, well, I listen. I'm all about relationships honestly I mean I think there's nothing more special than getting so close to someone that you can be completely yourself and comfortable I mean that's the most beautiful thing that's what you aspire to so if you're asking me if I'm looking to lock someone down yes for that reason but in terms of locking someone down for marriage purposes and family purposes I don't see myself embarking on that endeavor until I'm financially capable of supporting a family I think that's really smart. I really do. And I think, you know, a lot of guys don't think like that. And I know guys who get married and have to completely 100% rely on their parents still to, to like, pay their rent. Yeah, that, that's, that I can't do. I got too much pride for that one. Yeah, I totally respect that. Do you think that there are a lot of other guys out there like that? Well, especially from the schools that we come from, you know, this whole private what, what school. schools? Yeah, for people that don't know. Yeah, well, I went to Riverdale, and you went to... I went to Spence and Hewitt. So all these elite private schools in New York, you know, there's a whole social scene together, and you see so much privilege. And when you come from that much privilege, it's easy to not feel like you need to perform or need to provide because you're always able to rely on daddy's bank. Totally. Um, or mommy's bank. Or, or, so sorry, of course. Or mommy's <laughs> bank. <laughs> Shit. I call myself a women's studies minor and <laughs> yeah. I say his bank, for yeah, God's sake. Jesus. What's that about? Um... <laughs> Okay, so daddy or mommy's bank. Yeah, I, I totally see that. I mean, I think a lot of the people we grew up with have something that we call affluenza, which is a very real thing. Well, it's also part of the baby boomer approach to parenting, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like the baby boomer is kind of responsible for this philosophy of smother your kid with yeah. love and give them all the riches and give them everything you can. Totally. Tell them you'll be there for them because you're... What, what's the generation about baby boomers? What Millennials, like right? No, oh, no, no the no. other one. I don't the know what you call one. them. Yeah, yeah, generation something. Um, <laughs> we're not like that. They like made it really difficult and they weren't always there for the baby boomers. So that's why right. like, our parents wanted to be that for us. But it's Baby it's boomers, a.k.a. our parents... Um, were just like really like loved us like love us so much yeah that, that happens well it's a it's a, it's beautiful because obviously because it's love and there's nothing more beautiful than love but it, there are issues that there are issues that come with it I mean I feel like when you smother a kid with love and you spoil them 
it creates a, an entitled atmosphere where the idea of competition, in, in, especially in a workforce that's so competitive, uh, it becomes difficult to internalize for that person. You know, it becomes, well, I deserve this. I'm supposed to be the best at this. I'm supposed totally. to get this job. And it's kind of unrealistic. Totally. And as we were saying before, the generation before them, which we just looked up, it's called the silent generation. So this is like our grandparents, anyone born between 1925 and 1945. And the reason it was called that is because the people that grew up during this time worked hard and kept quiet. That was like their M.O. And then look what it did. It, it created a whole generation of people that were innovative and successful in business and competitive. And, you know, I, I think that our generation is really struggling with identity right now. Uh, we think that we're special. We think that we deserve X, Y, and Z. And now we're in a market where it's completely competitive. It's dog eat dog. And it's, it's, a, it's a real shock. Totally. If you're dating someone for... Like you're in the beginning stages of dating, like on your fourth date, third date. Are you kissing on the cheek or kissing on the lips when you say hi to them? When you say hi. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I like to play a little game where you go for the cheek, but then do a little quick maneuver to get the lips. That's cute. That's, I'm full of shit. I've never done that before in my life. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, I think that on a third or fourth date, I think it's, uh, yes, I think a third or fourth date you, you maintain the cheek kiss, only to then evolve later on in the evening to the makeout. Yeah. But I feel like the, ki the hello kiss on the lips really comes when you're fully dating someone, boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. So you have a beard um, and clearly really nice hair. I'm going to touch oh, it if that's okay. Um, Go it's, slow. It's, it's my first time. <laughs> Uh, do you manscape down there? Um, does it, like, is it... Is I it am a Sephardic Jew, mm -hmm. and I am a hairy man. So if you don't tame it, it tends to get overgrown. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, of course you manscape. I mean, what are you, t trying to allude to the idea that manscaping is for more feminine men? No, not at all. But, like, how far do you go? Like, is there, like, do you leave, like, a landing strip? Oh, no, I... I make it so, short you just enough. Make it short, like you just trim. I just trim, but I also, you know, I, it tends to ride up the shaft, and then it makes your penis look smaller. So I like to trim it so you get to the base of the dick, mm -hmm. and then you trim everything on your pelvis so that it doesn't look overgrown <laughs> and bushy. Pelvis. I don't. What do you even call it? It's your pelvis, right? Yeah, I just. Or like, your groin. I've never heard a guy call it a pelvis. I don't know. For God's sakes! Well, there's a first time for everything. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and do you? Would you say you practice safe, safe sex? Is it important to you to do that? Yeah. <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> I've ever heard about. <laughs> oh, well, God. do you want me to lie to you? Or you want me to tell you that I practice safe Yes, of I course. I want you to, from now on, practice safe sex. I, I do practice safe sex when I can. Good. What I mean is that the con I really don't like condoms at all. Yeah. But it's it's quite nice to hear that the, when a girl's on whatever form of contraception. Mm-hmm. Totally. So birth control. I was actually enough. just dating a girl who refused to take birth control, and was forcing me. To well, pull out. No, well, I, I obviously did that on my own. But <laughs> I guess the, what I, the story I was trying to tell you was, 
she was trying to get more serious and there were moments when she'd try to hold me down, wrap her hind legs around me when I'm about to come and I had to, with all my might, push myself off of her. No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. What kind of animal were you dating? We had phenomenal sex, Lindsay, <laughs> let me tell you. She, it was animal sex. Oh, well, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leads to my next question. Would you date someone if the sex was, like, good but not great? Like, is that important to you? Yes, it's very important to me. I, uh, I'm i very sexual personally, so, so I, I think it's a deal breaker when someone's not able to compete with me. Mm-hmm. It's also a waste of both our time. I mean, I'm going to end up just getting bored anyway, so. Mm-hmm. Totally. When you're... Like starting to see someone, do you send dick pics? Are you a fan of that? I only send a dick pic if the dick pic is asked of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I get sent a lot of nude pictures because of the show I'm on, from strangers, from. So what's the show you're on? Tell, uh, tell the fans and oh, the, the future fans. I, I'm on a reality television show called Made in Chelsea and it's uh, essentially the hills but in Europe so Made in Chelsea who's like oh wow yeah I mean it's, it's got like so, 6 million viewers an episode it's, yeah. it's pretty big it's uh, about the lives and the loves of a group of 20 somethings who live in and out of London's exclusive postcodes so it's you- about privileged assholes <laughs> socializing and fucking everybody so great so oh they would where hate can everyone check they it would out? hate to hear that I, i'm going back in january don't publicize that <laughs> should, should i not oh, i don't care Fuck it. <laughs> okay good um is this where can everyone watch you it's hard it's harder to watch it in the states but it, you'd, you'd have to go on youtube after whatever episode comes out and, and mm-hmm. just youtube it uh, but it airs on E4 uh, in Europe. And did you date anyone else on the show when you were on it? I dated Louise Thompson for almost two years. She broke my heart all on camera. Um, yeah, and now I'm going back for the first time as single out. Love it. And um, ha- you mentioned, you know, you got nudes because of the show. Are those through DMs? Like, how are people oh, reaching out to Snapchat, you? That's That's direct messaging on Instagram. So, it's it's literally, it's Twitter. It's, it's wait, multiple. Wait, people can just Snapchat you their nudes if you're not, like, their friend on Snapchat? Yeah, because my, my thing is public. Oh. So, you know, I, I get all these followers on there, too, and I get, I get paid to post whatever. So if I went public on Snapchat, do you think I would get any dick pics? Uh, well, I mean, if you promote this podcast some more and your food blog, perhaps the people will know who you are, see you on social media, and send you a cock. I can only hope one day. <laughs> it's also kind of gross. I mean, it's sexy when a girl sends a yeah, beautiful no, picture. I'm, I'm it's not, kind of like a... No. It's a different thing. Let's be clear. Please don't ever send me a dick pic. It's so gross. Unless your dick is like the most beautiful... Unless your dick is literally like a gorgeous painting in a museum. Like, I don't want to see it. I had a, I had a, a dick pic scandal. What was that? Yeah, I was dating that girl Louise, and she freaking uploaded a picture of my erect penis for 15 minutes on Instagram. By 
accident? Or? She she claims it was by accident, but how do you accidentally, <laughs> do you accidentally post accidentally on Instagram? Instagram someone's dick for 15 minutes? Well, the Jew that I am, I'm certainly a grower, not a shower, so I'm thankful I was erect. <laughs> Is that a Jewish thing? I didn't really even know that. Uh, it might not be. I kind of always thought it was Jewish, uh-huh. Yiddish thing. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, this is a weird question that I've actually never asked anyone but I'm just curious Hmm. have you seen your friends dicks like do you know what they all look like okay to answer have you seen your friends dicks is yes but to say I know what all my friends dicks looks like look like is very different okay (laughs) I have not internalized a picture of Specific for each one of my friends, okay? Like, I may have glanced over in a, in a sporting shower or, like, at a, in a fucking urinal, but I can't tell you what each one looks like. But, like, do you have any friends that, like, notoriously have a small dick or notoriously have a, a big dick? Not that I've noticed. I mean, I've heard... I, that comes more so from hearsay. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a couple friends that are known to have, you know, like, baby's arms. Wow, set us all up. But I don't know. You see, when I hear that, I feel like they don't grow very much. I feel like if it, when, when it's that big, flaccid, it can't possibly be proportional. You know what I You'd mean? You'd be surprised. <laughs> um, so, uh, do you like having sleepovers with girls? Do you like? Would you leave if like after sex, or you do like? Are you a cuddler? I'm a cuddler. I am. I, I do like the sleepover. Mm-hmm. I also, I'm a bit of a romantic, so I enjoy the whole morning after, you know, if I like the girl breakfast thing. You, you know? make breakfast for them? Yeah, either make it or I, I do make breakfast for them, but I also like to go out and have, you know, some uh, blini or something with a brunch, you know. And obviously you watch porn. I mean, who doesn't? What, um, are you open about porn with people that you date? Very much so. Mm-hmm. And do you think it's hot when girls watch porn? I think it's hot, but I also think it's, 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 um, it's, it's like a learning thing. Like, I liked, you know, what turns a girl on, right? And I'm always interested when I, you know, every girl is, I find very different with what their tastes in porn are. I, I, there are plenty of girls that like watching gay porn, but a lot of girls I find like watching lesbian porn, which for me was a shocker. Wait, wait, wait! Gr- girls watch gay porn as in guy on guy. Yeah, I've heard, I've I've heard of girls doing that as well. Never heard of that before. Well, you you calling me a liar, Lindsay? <laughs> I'm just like shook. Yeah, I think I, I mean I've it, I've definitely been with girls that have told me that. What, did they tell you like why they like it? What what? How come? Like why does it turn them on? Just because like they're two dicks. I think it's just well, I actually not, I think it's more guy guy girl. Oh, like threesome. Yeah, guy. but it's also like a lot of guy a guy contact, but with the girl there. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's more the idea of being uh, of imagining what it's like to be surrounded by two guys. Do you, speaking of two guys, you believe in monogamy? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a classic like that. I mean, my mom is uh, from Denmark, and she you know, was brought up with a classic European mindset. And 
I also quite think it's special to, I think there's actually nothing more beautiful than to be so into somebody else that you couldn't even think of being with anyone else. Yeah. You know, I think it's really special. Um, and you really learn a lot about somebody when you devote yourself. I mean, part of learning about someone is overcoming the obstacles and overcoming whatever uh, boundaries you both have. Um, and you can't do that if you're not focused 100% on one person. I agree. How do you know when it's like the right one person to focus on? Have you been in love? Um, like, What's something that you can say? You know, I struggle with that. You know, I've always been the guy that, you know, knew within a week, you know, and I, I kind of had look up, like, I have this awe with the girl. Um, but I've then learned in all of those instances later on that it wasn't the right person and this, that, and that. So I'm, to be honest with you, with my experience, I, I, I'm confused. I think I don't have a very secure answer for you there. Mm -hmm. I, I tend to over dramatize my feelings mm -hmm. and I, I guess I have to kind of learn to you know, be more calm and not as kind of crazy with love I guess you call it mm -hmm. that's that's interesting so what are what are some of your best qualities in, in relationships though well you know it stems from the same type of romanticism mm -hmm. I mean when you're the type of person that you know, you watch all these movies and you know what, you know, you're surrounded by what true romance is. Mm -hmm. you, you tend to, to really do it up, you know, going out of your way to buy flowers just because it's Tuesday, mm -hmm. you know, uh, waking up earlier to cook a breakfast. You know, the, the, I find that the smaller gestures go the furthest. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. What are some of your favorite date spots in the city or in Brooklyn where you live? Oh... Well, I do like La Esquina, even though I think it's going downhill at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, some of my date spots. Wow. Well, I like going to the outdoor movies in Brooklyn, you know, in the parks. Like oh, I like the Dumpo. I like Chaconis and Dumpo on the river there. It's wonderful. Nice. And the bridge, you know, at night the bridge lights up, and that's quite romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's so many restaurants in New York that there, there's so many great date spots to go mm -hmm. to. Oh, I like Minetta Tavern. Oh, I love Minetta. You know, it's hard Best to go. Best bone marrow I've ever had Oh, it's had so good. Life. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, and the Waverly Inn. I love their mac and cheese. Their truffle mac and cheese at the Yum. Waverly Inn tends to make the girls happy. Yum. Sounds delish. But it's more so about doing something else. I mean, you obviously do your dinner thing. But it's about you know making the extra effort to do something afterwards or beforehand. So I love music and I love live music. So I like to even on a first date get them to go to a concert, like a jazz. Thing? It could be jazz. I've done jazz before, but I like you know like like a rock concert, like an alternative you know, indie Brooklyn band type of thing. What if the girl wasn't into the kind of music you like? It's a, that's a deal breaker, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm really passionate about music. You know, mm -hmm. I, I write and play music all the time. And for someone that listens to music all the time, I need my partner, obviously, to have the same taste. Otherwise, I'm sitting in the car listening to, like, Beyonce instead of, you know, like, Zeppelin. Right. It's really interesting. So do you believe there's a soulmate out there for everyone or that we can have, like, multiple soulmates? Hmm. 
I'd like to believe that there's one soulmate, but I don't. I don't think that that's realistic. I, I I think that you can have multiple soulmates, and I think it's also because you're a different person at different stages in your life. And while you might be perfect for one person at a current stage in your life, there's no telling how you might change to then become incompatible. Mm -hmm. Totally. Are you close with your exes? Do you maintain relationships with them? <sighs> It, the exes, my, my, my exes have destroyed me. And had I been the one to initiate those breakups, I think that I would have made more, made an effort to remain in contact with them, you know, calling on birthdays and all of that. But being the person that was destroyed, I found it awkward to reach out to them after that. I mean, it, it, I feel like that needs to be initiated by the person who's done the breaking up mm -hmm. yeah I agree otherwise it just seems like you're not over it and desperate and clinging on you know it's mm -hmm. just it, getting, it might ultimately come down to pride but it is what it is no I totally agree with you so let's talk about like th this future person that you'll end up with and we had talked about deal breakers a little bit do your future in-laws matter to you like do you are you looking, like, would you be turned off if they were, like, I don't know, very religious or Look, just, like, I, uptight? I've had girlfriends whose, I had a girlfriend whose father was a freaking general. And, you know, I'm pretty liberal, you know, ripped jeans kind of rocker look. And I was a fish out of water when I entered that home. Mm. And I guess I could have been, like, oh, this is a deal breaker because this will never work. But as long as the person you're with makes you feel comfortable in who you are and what mm -hmm. you're doing, then it don't matter what their parents believe in. Agreed. Agreed. Would you be with someone with opposite political views on that note? Oh. Like, what if she was perfect, your sex was phenomenal, everything was amazing, she was on birth control, um, but she was a Trump supporter? <laughs> but was a Trump supporter? You had to take it that far? I thought you just meant Republican. Uh, okay. It, it, that, I, I was going to answer by saying that there's many levels, of degrees on the scale of, you know, your, your politics. Mm -hmm. To be, to go, be as far, go as far as being a Trump supporter, that would be a deal breaker, hands down, no questions asked. Yeah. I could easily date a Republican. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that she's a you know a bigot lying piece of yeah, shit. No, you know what I mean? I so, yeah. I get it. Yeah. What would you do if you saw um, one of your friends like getting cheated on? Would you text them and tell them? Like, do you get involved uh, in that stuff? I would. Be I've done this before, and the only real way to do that as a real friend is to approach the girl, the girl or guy, the person that's that's create. Uh, that's the, cheating? The person that's cheating. You approach the person that's and cheating say, and like, allow them an opportunity them. Yeah. to come clean because ultimately you don't want to blindside anybody yeah. and you want to at least give them the chance to hone up to their shit. I totally agree. That's, that's really smart. Do you believe in Zodiac sign compatibility? No. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. Because... Because you're a Sagittarius. <laughs> well... Every fucking different journal has got a different say on what Sagittarius even means. So how much you hear one thing over here, you hear one thing over here. There's no, 
There's no fact behind anything. There's no okay. right I have, answer. I have a book I'll show you when we're done. Okay. Um, it's be like that Enneagram thing. <laughs> do you... Do you want to be told by your friends um, if you're dating someone that's, like, kind of shitty and, like, you can't see it yourself? Like, are you open to your friends' judgments when you're starting to date new people? Or are you like, no, 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 fuck off. Like, I'd rather find out for myself. Um, I've been lucky enough to not have been with uh, people that have warranted that response. Mm -hmm. Honestly, um, I think that I would be open to it, but it also depends on the circumstance. I'm also a st stubborn at times, you know, mm -hmm. so I tend to kind of just see my own tunnel vision and my own path. I mean, for that girl, Louise, I was dating in, on Maiden Chelsea. Mm -hmm. I had tunnel vision with her like I was completely blinded by her flaws. And my buddies over there were telling me the whole time that, oh, wait, I have had this. My buddies have been telling me the whole time that, uh, you know, she was no good for me mm -hmm. and was causing me, you know, uh, whatever sort of pain. Um, and I, could, I couldn't listen to it. I was just yeah. completely uh, head focused on her. It's just too hard when you're, when you're into that person. Well, I also sometimes feel like I'm Prince Charming, you know, like I can cure anything or I can yeah. like help solve whatever problems no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so I guess with this girl specifically, I kind of thought that I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and maybe I can help make her better. So you like a damsel in distress? You know, it sounds ridiculous saying that out loud, but if I just go by my his history, it seems so. Yeah. I remember one person you dated, actually, who was like the definition of a damsel in distress. Are you? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Do you know who I'm talking about? Does her end in an E? Yeah. Uh, oh, but uh, E yes, sound? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. Um, all right, let's let's go back to sex for a second because we're running out of time, and I and I want to cover a few subjects. Sex toys, yay or nay? Absolutely. What's what's some good ones? Because I have no fucking clue. I don't use sex toys at all. Well, you have for women um, that magic wand is apparently magic wand. Yeah, it's like a hit oh Hitachi magic wand is what it is. Wait, let me Google it. It's the most powerful vibrating thing. It's not a dildo. It's it's like a. There you go. Oh, did you guys know about this? It's the it's it's the, the best wand. one. It's the best one on the market for sure. Oh, they, you can get it on Amazon. Uh huh. It looks like uh, it looks a little bit like a pregnancy test. It's night and day stronger than every other toy on the market, and I like to use it oh, while so having sex. You know, you hold it on the clitoris. Ah. Oh, because it has like a dick top. Like it has, you see, like this. Top. Yeah, no, that like goes on your tip. on your clit. Yeah, it looks like the tip of a yeah. of a penis. It's like that big. It's like yeah. it's bigger than that. Okay, what are some other uh, toys? Well, this is the famous rabbit, but I think it's a piece of shit. Um, yeah, I agree. But I think that anything that you could incorporate during sex that allows you to participate at the same time is good you know so like a cock ring this hitachi mm. thing you can use what about would you sex. let someone put something up up uh yeah i you know i i you know i'm not one to shy away i'm confident right. in myself you right. know i i love butt play I love that yeah so you've eaten butt i eat butt every time i can anytime i can would you eat butt on a first date 
You go with the flow. <laughs> have you eaten butt on a first date? Yes, I have. Oh my, my God. God. But, then, you know, there's a little... Oh, my God. It's not a test. You kind of go down I there, like, and if, if you steer clear, if like, you get an odor, if, you, if it's okay, it's okay. Respect. Wow. Wow. Do you have any sexual fantasies that, like, you still haven't kind of lived out? Sexual fantasy. I have, yes, I haven't done, the Mile High Club I haven't done. Oh, yeah, me either. It's really, but like. It seems difficult. It seems gross, is what it seems. What I mean is I want to not check it off my bucket list. I wouldn't call it like a uh, fantasy. Yeah. I'd call it like something I'd like to do before I die. Right. Like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if, I, if I were on like a private plane, I would definitely join Mile I, That's Club. cheating. That's cheating. If you do it on a private plane, that is doesn't count. Wow, everyone everyone agrees. Okay, so um, part if of the you've fun done is the danger. On a private plane, and you thought that you were in the Mile High Club. First of all, you're obnoxious. Yeah, I was and say. second of all, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, it's without the know. danger, you ain't part of the club. Totally. So I think that's pretty much it. Um, I think we covered everything. I, I Why don't we do this? I'll give you a couple uh, scenarios, and then we'll close out from there. Okay. So you really like a girl. Um, you are, like, just all about her. You're so ready to, like, make her your wife. And then she tells you she doesn't want to have kids. What do you do? Ever? Ever. Deal breaker. Bye. Okay. <laughs> There are a lot of girls out there that are like that, by the way. Like, you'd be surprised. Well, that, that ain't happening. I I had such a special relationship with my father, and mm-hmm. I want to groom my son. Yeah. No. Become an athlete. You know, I, agree. I kind of, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. I wanted my daughter. You know, I, I, lo- I see him acting with my younger sister, who's now nine, and, you know, it brings joy to his eye. I can't imagine not having kids or feeling that. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Um, another scenario. Let's say you um, are seeing someone and, like, you're only seeing them and, like, you thought that they were only seeing you type thing and um, then you found out that, like, they were seeing, like, a couple other guys too. Why did I think that they were only seeing me? Because of my own ignorance? Yeah, like, you were, like, seeing them very often. Like, you almost thought it was impossible for them to be seeing other people, like you really are into them and like you've made that clear but the one thing that you haven't done is ask them to be your girlfriend or be exclusive well that's on you i think i I think that you gotta have a a bit of a talk even if it's a brief kind of hint at something otherwise you're delusional Mm -hmm. um and it is the question do you stay with that person if you find out they're seeing other people I think that at that point, if I found out that they were seeing other people and I hadn't had to talk with the person, um, I would then be like, you know, I really don't, I'm not comfortable with you seeing other people. I, wa- I don't want to see anyone else. I want to just see you. You have that mm-hmm. talk then. Yeah. And it's, it's shit or get off the pot. You, she either, The person either says, I'm do- with you and that's it or you, you end it. When can you make someone your girlfriend or like can you do it right away? I th- it is so different with everyone. I mean... I've I've started dating someone within two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, I've, and I've also started dating someone after three month three months, mm-hmm. you know. I I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. You got to go on a feeling and a connection. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Alec, 
you have been an awesome guest. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, everyone who's listening out there, follow Alec on Instagram. His Instagram name, I think, is just Alec Alphys. It's uh, Al, A-L underscore Alphys. Yeah. There you go. And follow We Met at Acme, no spaces, all one word, um, on Instagram. And find us in the podcast app on iTunes and rate us and give us a good review or give us a bad review, whatever you feel like it. Um, But if you give us a bad review, you're a fucking asshole. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye.